Hello, and welcome back to From the Heart Catholic Podcast, the official podcast for the Diocese of Salina. This is Jeff Andrews, Bill Mayer, Father Jared Conradi, and we are the Three Bald Guys. This show is all about evangelization, education, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Three Bald Guys. This is episode 14 of season two. We're live. I guess not live if you're listening to it later. Nobody else, nobody's listened to it live but Matea. But here on the corner of 9th and Iron at the Chancery here in Salina, Kansas. Father Jarrett, please lead us in prayer. Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you been listening to the Konza Catholic podcast too much that you start adding yeah, the street exactly names? exactly what I was thinking when he was doing that. <laughs> the street corner. I, see, I want people to know where we're at, right? Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's great. It's not like there's anything. To, there's no windows in this room. Zip or anything code six seven four zero one. What is it? That, you're right. Six seven four zero one. So I have to look it up every time I address an envelope. Well, I grew up in six seven four one zero. Was my was Abilene? So six seven four zero one took a while. Hayes is six seven six zero one. So you just have to remember the four. In this episode, we're just going to say numbers. Ninety six twenty four. Zip code so, is six seven four two zero. I've got a I've got a pillow in our living room that says six seven four one zero. And so Reed will be like, Dad, that's not even our zip code. I'm like, No, your mom bought it at the St Andrews auction. Yes. It came in some Kansas basket that we also got some. I don't know, corn nuts, beef jerky, and six jars of jelly and this <laughs> pillow. So we have an Abilene pillow in yeah. our living room. Represent so, Abilene. All right, guys, real quick. I've been, uh, just got back from Tipton, had the best burger of my life. I've eaten a lot of good burgers. So I don't know if I want to. Uh, there's not this one. Is what's I, giving you energy. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not to that yet. But like, it, it's county fair, state fair time, and I love a good burger. But Bill, Father Jarrett, you guys go to a fair. County fair, state fair, carnival, whatever. What are you, what are you ordering? Like, and you can stay. I don't. You don't need to say deep fried Twinkie. I don't need that. Like, what's what's actually going to give you some that. nourishment? Ah, uh, nourishment. I mean, like, because a burger, okay. fair like, burgers thinking, are delicious. Oh, okay. I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking, what is the fair food that I like? Okay, if you which got is one of not those. nourishment by any means, it but would not, be like funnel cake. There is something about a fair burger, though. They're just. They're good. I don't know that I really can think of having... Well, set your calendar next year to the first Saturday in August and meet me at the Tipton uh, picnic and get one of those burgers. Fair burger. All right. Bill? Uh, I think... uh, I I didn't think I had one, but then, uh, you know, kettle corn that is done at the fair is is way better than you can get anywhere else. Hmm. So I like uh, kettle corn. Yeah. Freshly... I don't know what you call it, fried, done. popped, popped, freshly popped. <laughs> I'm pretty kettle sure corn. it's called popped. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that, uh, Father Jarrett. Well, yeah, I think my kind of said mine, which was funnel, probably a funnel cake. Like that's the only place you can get, or at least from my experience, funnel cakes you can are get good. Get them at the fair. Yeah. So that was what we grew up with was getting funnel cakes, and yeah, I like the funnel cakes. Those always have instant regret though. Like yeah, it tastes like, yeah. good, well, and then like, like donuts. minutes yeah, later, it's like, it's oh, it's that a, was a terrible idea. It's a hundred and two. I can get a, eat a burger in a hundred and two, but I don't want a fried piece of bread <laughs> at a hundred and two. Like a turkey leg, though, I 
I'd go hard on turkey. Leg. I don't yeah. see how you can eat any food at 102. I like the, the <laughs> jumbo <laughs> lemonade. Jumbo well, look, lemonade. You, that's that what they, I'm like, talking about. Crush at 100, all the 102. stuff and put it in there, and it's in a giant glass. They're like ten dollars, but they're really good. Yeah, ten dollars on sale. Sometimes you're like eighteen dollars for this <laughs> lemonade. I'm like, what is in that thing? You know, when you walk around in this giant black uh, sun-absorbing uh, garment. Uh, with a head that's bouncing off the light, you know. Yeah, I don't. It even, makes it tough to be out in the. I heat. don't like going to the fair for that very reason. <laughs> I don't know how much long, uh, how how much longer we can go on Bader, but can they not make like a Under Armour type you one? You like that? Somebody was talking about that a cool dry or yeah, dry, yeah, fit, dry fit. Dry fit. Uh, somebody said they're designing one for me, which would look so <laughs> gross. I think. <Yeah. laughs> I bought a new dry fit shirt this week, and I didn't look, and I bought the fitted one. Like in my body is not one to wear because I just wanted it as a t-shirt, not like a. So I put it on. I was like, "Yep, not wearing this anywhere." <laughs> and I took it back, and for what I spent on those two, I could buy like four sh- regular shirts at the same price. I was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah." It's it's too many of those fair burgers, you know. <laughs> They're so good, though. I don't know if it's because like maybe that flat top's only used that time of year and it sits in storage somewhere else, but. Get to the Tipton Picnic next year with me, Bill, and you'll, there you'll we know go. what I'm talking about. Sounds good. So, All right, we're going to go ahead and get started now after 14 minutes of banter <laughs> back and forth. So, all right, topic number one, giver or robber of energy. All right, bald guys, what is robbing or giving you energy? I'm going to start and... I don't know. I thought maybe I'm like me sucking up to the boss here or something like this, but trying to get brownie points. But I put Bishop Vinky. Uh, okay. Like there's something in (laughs) (laughs) something about working like with him and and daily communication that he just he gives me energy. Whether it's you know him being at mass with a bunch of our school children or seeing him interact with people at a Catholic charities auction or what he's doing with his Year of Mercy, like it energizes me to get out there and be a disciple and do what I'm called to do. And so. I think we're just lucky to have a, a shepherd like him. So, uh, Father Jarrett. Yeah, uh, I would now, I obviously will have to say that the person who gives me energy is Bishop Vinky. Uh, <laughs> naturally, that's what I was going to say, Bishop. That's what I was going to say, anyways. <laughs> he doesn't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not listening, wasting his time that's on us. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, I was actually going to go with uh, speaking of fair food and too many fair burgers is actually something that I've just started doing the last couple of years, and I don't do it consistently by any means, but when I do, it's absolutely fantastic, which is uh, intermittent fasting. Um, and actually, just getting back from Poland, I kind of had a little bit more ener- sort of energy to to push it. And so, yeah, like Saturday, Sunday, uh, intermittent fasting, which basically the idea that a certain part of your day you fast from anything but water and uh, then you have a window that you can eat and I just find that it it's not just a fitness thing or like a physical thing but honestly I'm more like mentally clear um, more emotionally stable um, it just has a lot of fruitfulness so yeah that's actually been a, a positive thing for me is uh, intermittent fasting what's so your window 16 8 I think is the hours so usually like 10 to what is that 10 to 2 is that right 10 to that's the only time you eat is 10 a.m. to no, 2 No, no, no. 10 p.m. through 2 p.m. I don't eat. Oh, okay. And then from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. 
is an eight-hour workout. Like I've, tr- I've tried that. Maybe I'm just not good enough at sticking to it, but then I'm just starving, and I just destroy my pantry. It's so good that we don't experience the starving feeling very much, and so I find that... Correct. Like, I say I'm starving. Really, I'm not starving. Well, right. Just, but I, we use that term. But, but a yeah. lot of people eat without actually feeling hunger ever. Yeah. It's good for us to experience that. It is, and to actually overcome it, too. Like, there's something in the spiritual realm that's super connected to being able to overcome that desire of your gut for just even an hour and the connection that it has to spiritually being able to overcome temptation and all of the other things. Like it's absolutely connected. And every, you know, spiritual writer, saints throughout the centuries have connected those two. In fact, yeah, I think Bishop Barron talks about that, the reality of those two being gluttony and lust, that they call them glust, that they were so interrelated to each other. So Would I be able to fit into that uh, dry fit shirt, the fitted one a little bit better than next Possibly. time I go? I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if like the weight loss side of it is, is Not great on the... Tour. Yeah, but I, I do think the mental aspect of it, especially like the older I get, and you guys are similar to my age, the more when you eat, you Appreciate just, get, that. You just yeah. get tired. And it's So I like the aspect of like a sharp mind all the way up until, you know, it's kind of... Whatever time or Can you do it, Bill? I mean, you have eight cups of coffee by six a.m. Well, so. I, I include coffee in I my. I do opinion. too. I you can have black coffee. coffee. I right? you can have black coffee. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, and then the other part of it too is just because I said so. So I tell my body, like, you know, I'm walking, especially since I work at home a lot. Like, there's always food there, and sometimes it's just really good for myself to be able to say, like, hey, that looks like it'd be good to snack on, but I know. So, mm-hmm. and then I in control of my body. That's powerful. powerful. You slap your own hand away. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. So. It's powerful. All right, Bill, what's giving you energy? Uh, mine is actually kind of coming from a crazy place, uh, for me anyway, because I've been working on some stewardship stuff because we're looking at some things and, and doing some programs with that. And stewardship is not like an exciting thing a lot of times, but I've found that uh, as I work on it, it's one of those as I read people and I read what people are doing and how it's transforming places, uh, I'm gaining a lot of energy uh, from that. And so... Um, Again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about on the last episode when it was I will be done and trusting and those things. People who learn how to be stewardship people, like their things have the proper place in their life and parishes that are really good at stewardship are always just incredibly engaged and active. And uh, um, so, I don't know, just working on that has given me a lot of energy uh, as we go. Uh, let's, let's go to uh, topic two, the billion-dollar question. It's time for the Billion Dollar Question. All right. Uh, so the Billion Dollar Question today, I got an email this morning uh, from Magisterium AI. So if it's got Magisterium in it, it's got to be good, right? Yeah, obviously. And, Nothing and the, with Magisterium is bad. Yeah. So the gist of it was there was a, a guy selling uh, that his, this AI has trained by reading over 800 church documents and basically saying, you know, this is going to be a great thing um, that you could use this to write homilies, you could use this to write papers, you could do this for all sorts of stuff. Um, But it just gets to a bigger question, which I think we're going to have to confront anyway in our society, and and what role is AI going to hold and what value do we have for it? Um, So just in general, what do you think of AI? What are the dangers? What are the advantages? Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a crazy world out there. I know a few years back, uh, we went to an a AI conference. It was not an AI conference, but one of the topics there was, at what point would AI be good enough to have a soul? And it was at the University of Notre Dame. It was just kind of a, a thought process, think tank thing about how when it can make decisions and move and all sorts of different things, like would it ever be human enough to have a soul? 
And uh, obviously they didn't have a conclusion or anything, but it was it was kind of fun to sit around and think about what exactly human means. Um, mm. And and so I don't know. What do you what do you think about AI? Are you gonna start writing your homilies with AI here pretty soon? Oh, I've been doing that for five years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Father Jarrett was ahead a of this uh, trend. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that regulates me is like. I used to think AI was Allen Iverson, like one of my favorite yes. baseball players. Like we I talk love to watch him. Practice, like he he changed the game. He doesn't get like enough. Like, <laughs> what do you I think know? of him? Oh man, I think, I think Matei needs to cut in that practice. You talk about practice, not yeah. a game. She He's probably doesn't have any idea what we're talking about. I don't about. have any idea what you're talking about with, oh my with gosh. practice you're talking oh, about. Oh, he had a he had a, like a post game or something where they were complaining about him not trying hard enough in practice or him not showing up or something. He uh, said, like, because he's a gamer, right? I mean. Yeah. He, he was he was a, a stud, and he said, we're talking about practice, like, I'm fine, leave me alone. But that's not the AI we're talking about, right? Artificial yeah. intelligence. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really interesting for you, because of education piece of it. I yeah. Mean, what, what are you going to do with that? And what's, there's a way to, I don't know, combat it, if that's the word in education, where you'd have the teacher then copy and paste that student's work, that essay they turned in, into, you know, an app that then could see if it was AI generated, that's a lot of work for I don't, I don't even do. know if you can do that because there was a study in college where the professor tried putting it back in to see if it could source where it came from, and it couldn't even detect oh, on its well own that it was... I think they can now. I, I don't know. Because of chat GBT. Hmm. Huh. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no I know that uh, Ja Morant, when he got in trouble, back to NBA guys, he uh, wrote an apology to everybody to put out on Twitter for his things that he did with the guns and stuff, and... His apology, he had AI write it. Wow. Like, and so the people went at him for that. We're like, come on, dude, write your own apology. Yeah, it's kind of scary because in education, then you're tempted to go back to the Stone Ages a little bit where everybody's got to write it in pencil mm-hmm. and paper. And in class, in a in blue class, book, In class, and you're going to you. take up all that time again. So, you know, I don't know that that's the direction you go, but you also... But, I mean, if you want some a student's real thoughts on something, you almost in today's world, you have to have them do it in front of you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise... You might as well I'd assume that everybody's cheating. Every every student. Yeah, that's where like uh, face to what do they call it? Fa- uh, exams, ta- oral exams. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. Just oral exams being the way of the future of being able to actually test somebody because, yeah, yeah if they if it's written or anything else outside of the classroom, you're not gonna. I actually don't mind oral exams. Like I think that'd be a good direction because having kids be able to explain and and defend their Thoughts on stuff would be good. I think so. They don't do it enough, probably. And yeah. I would imagine that it's got to freak some young people out who probably haven't had a lot of exposure to having to explain. I always Did never mind. We used to have to give a book report early to our English teacher in high school, um, freshman, sophomore year, and I never minded it because I didn't love to read. I, I, you, I that doesn't surprise read, me at all, Jeff. But <laughs> I, I could, I could <laughs> like talk to, to the talk. teacher. She'd be like, well, tell me about this book you read. Well, it's a biography on who? Michael Jordan. Well, tell me a little bit about him from what you learned in reading. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> my, my son, speaking of that, he took a test this year, like one of those AR tests over a book that he didn't read and passed it because he just had enough knowledge on that subject. Yeah, that's. And I look at him, he's like, why not? Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's the future of what's coming is, yeah. is those things. But, but is it, I mean, you can't be negative towards students on that because adults, I mean, people who make a living with like advertising and social media engagement and even writing, a lot of them are using AI and it's helping them to, you know, make money and, and be good. I feel like we're going to look back though and say like, if this is here, it'd be like asking a farmer a hundred years ago, you know, one of these days these tractors are going to take over. Nope, not me. I'm sticking to my horse. Well, that's a, that's a luck. fair point. Yeah. 
That's tough. It's tough because, I mean, I don't know you can get into necessarily hmm, – I guess maybe I haven't thought it. I probably shouldn't Just try speak. it. I we, shouldn't we, speak out of turn. Will but, you try it on a homily? Well, it's talking about – no. no I I'm not saying you have to give the homily. Okay, I should but, clarify what I said earlier that I've been doing it for five yeah. years. I've never used AI but for But I wonder homily, if you could, like, write me – write a homily that is 10 minutes oh, be interesting. using information from – I've never even used Chat GPT. I'm gonna use it right now. Okay, I've, I've never. You absolutely I've, I don't even, could. I've used the AI uh, art generator, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And where you like take this picture of me and make it look like I'm a train <laughs> driving in the night <laughs> through Poland. We need to do that. <laughs> See, I was gonna say for photography, AI is really nice because you can go in and circle certain sections and say remove trash, and it'll completely use AI and make it look like it was never there. But also there's like those people that are getting headshots and stuff made by AI. If you submit enough pictures of yourself, they'll come up. It'll Compile. cost like 10 bucks, but like that is taking jobs away from people, you know, like me who take pictures of people. It's like. Yeah. Matea showed me like in Canva, like they have some AI stuff. Yeah. And she's scary. like, you know, change shirt to green. And it made it look like I had a green shirt on. Mm. Like it was like, and didn't look fake, you know, like somebody made it with. Microsoft Paint or whatever, mm-hmm. just put it like one of them is like add hair, and Matteo was able to add hair, and it wasn't like wasn't Donald Trump looking hair, like it was <laughs> like looked like I had I had hair. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't know. It's uh, interesting. I think I'm worried about the loss of creativity just for us as a race, as human beings, uh, or as a you know as a people. Um, is the less you have to think of think through things, and you just just bank on AI coming up for it, coming up with it for you is what that's going to do to us just mentally uh, as we develop and whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. I think there's some moral questions there too, you know, as far as like the cheating side of it, uh, you know, that's going to put some people in some moral questions. Um, I think there's going to be some moral questions as far as like, I think it was either the Pope or, or one of the high bishops or something that's out there a lot talked about do not use this for homilies because it's not going to have soul okay don't do it 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 may have words but it will not have the soul um well if a high bishop said it well i'm trying to (laughs) i don't know what that title is (laughs) sorry the high is not a good word uh a known a known bishop someone that if we said the name you would know who i'm talking about chat gbt even says that in here whenever you ask a high bishop no it says that like (laughs) To create a good homily, you need to have personal meaning and experiences and stuff. And However, this. try this 10-minute speech. We just made you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does? It I does. mean, it's just writing one, right? It, yeah. It, yeah, it's writing one right Nobody now. Nobody pays attention to that disclaimer. It's because you can the then even change it. Go, well, now write it in like a, a Shakespeare sound, and it will change the words to add. Yeah. Like, it's weird. That would be cool. You get over Beloit and give a Shakespearean style of... Uh, Oh, deal. Remember, this outline is a starting point, and it is important to personalize the homily with your own insights, experiences, and understanding of the gospel passage. If I was an author, it would be very concerning to me because what original work is going to be really authored? Could you say, like, write me a movie script of a mission that would be almost impossible? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Alrighty. I don't Very know if we good. got anywhere, but it, but it was an interesting discussion. Well, so I we'll mean, see. Bill, on our outline, you had what do you think of it? What are yeah. some dangers? What are some advantages? We covered it. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. We did. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to topic three: uh, Saints Among Us. Let's talk Let's about talk the about Saints, about Saints among, us. among Us. All right, so who do you guys 
uh, see or encounter, who's your shout out this week, uh, who's living out God's call for us to live. Let's go with Bill. He's staring me down. <laughs> All right, I put down the, the Smith Center and Clyde Communities, uh, just the whole community. I heard so many awesome stories um, of different things that happened. Uh, people coming by, and it was hot at Smith Center that last week, and people bought ice cream, people bought uh, drinks, people did all sorts of stuff in the community. I heard the snow cone vehicle yeah, showed up. Yeah, the snow cone vehicle showed cool. up and, and gave them snow cones and stuff. And so just uh, really cool stuff in both those communities, uh, just awesome experiences for our kids. And, uh, and so a ton of saints living in those communities, and, and we say thank you for all those who helped uh, with that. I heard there was uh, some of the students uh, with Prayer in Action all throwing in limbs and and brush into a truck and some farmer came by and said, you guys doing all that by hand? They're like, yeah, he goes, just wait. And he came back with his tractor with, I don't know, claws, whatever you call them. I'm not a farm person. What do you ever call the lift? The... I'm not even going to Yeah, sorry. It. I don't know it either, but. Uh, 75% like of our diocese is like, that dude is an idiot. He <laughs> does not know the attachment for that. You know, and he came back and he, he got it all picked up for him. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. There was another cool so. story where they were kind of struggling because in typical prayer and action fashion, we weren't going to be able to get to the top of like a two-story building with over hangs or whatever, and uh, this guy that does it professionally came and said, I'll finish the top, and so took care of the top of it for him so that the whole building was complete. So Better than our students standing on well, top of each other's shoulders. Because we are always very good at following our insurance's yes. regulations and things. That's right. Uh, we have our limitations, and that was a hard stop mm. for us. But fortunately, they were kind of feeling bad about not getting it finished, and fortunately someone showed up and said, hey, I do this, I've got the equipment, and finished it up for them. Huh, that's awesome. Nice. Jeff, what do you got? I'm going to go with John Webb. So a uh, prisoner here in Salinan was the Honor Endowment Board at Sacred Heart for, I think, six years or so. So I've got to know him the past three years. But he opened up his house uh, recently for our, our men's group that meets one Thursday a month. And just the hospitality that, that he showed us. And then sitting down and visiting with him about, you know, his family and what he wants for his grandkids and what he wants for his, his, his own kids and um, was just great to listen to. So I always enjoy talking to people that, you know, are a little bit older than me that have done some things I haven't done yet so that hopefully when I'm that age, I'm able to do some similar things. So. Cool. All right. I'm going to uh, give a shout out for Luke Freeze, one of our seminarians. Uh, in fact, he is uh, assigned in a pastoral year to Beloit this coming year. <laughs> so you guys, I just, why, I'm, why is it funny? I'm just going to request your prayers for him because I'll be his pastor. I think that's what Bill no. was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I thought that was a great opportunity for he's him. That's be what stuck I was with thinking. me for a year. So it'll be, it's exciting. He, uh, can he's you from, assign him like things at the school? Can you be like, Hey, Oh yeah. Go be a we'll cross country coach. Go well, do, go sub, I think go. actually that's already been discussed. Oh, sweet. Well, maybe yeah. not with him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find out when but he listens to We're just going to gonna assign him to all kinds of stuff, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. But uh, it's so it's kind of kind of exciting. Um, the reality of well, he he's from Hoxie mm -hmm. and was in seminary up and to and through second theology, then left for a few years, uh, feeling like maybe there was the possibility of a, another call. And actually, after that discernment has has returned, didn't want to jump into third theology and be ordained at the end of this year. So because that would be a, just a quick transition back. So he's wanted to do a pastoral year. And so we and Beloit will have the benefit of, of him, great young man, uh, to be plugged in and, and all the different goings on up there. Hopefully we'll have a church for him to worship in soon. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> he can worship in the Dollar General. 
That's true. Thank yeah. you. Jesus Thank is you, there. Thank you, That is very <laughs> true. Father, I guess we haven't got I very true. got a tour the other day, a quick tour of your church, went, uh, went up for the fish fry, and it's looking pretty awesome. So can't Thanks. wait to see it. So. Thanks. And it'll be open next week? It's open now. Yeah. And this episode drops. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not true. Just, yeah. Uh, no, it, we are, are hoping soon. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> That's such a relative <laughs> term. Fine soon. Soon. 2026. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, on to topic number four, looking for some growth opportunity. It's growth. All right, what have you recently read, watched, experienced that you recommend to others? Mine's going to be some world travel stuff. So hearing Father Jarrett, you know, talk about Poland recently has made me want to get out and do some more exploration. So I've been doing some research on student travel groups and looking to hopefully take a group of students from the diocese and not necessarily just our Catholic schools, from any schools in our diocese to a pilgrimage to Italy in the summer of 2025. So uh, looking at, you know, different student travel groups. So if you've traveled um, you know, and have experience with travel groups, reach out to me. I'm currently looking at, you know, like EF tours and ACIS and all those ones that you might see. You just open the door, you're going to get bombarded with Uh-oh. advertisements. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Just want to be able to make this experience right for students. So I want to get all my research done and, and try to do it the right way because I know if, if you're going to take students overseas and it's a terrible experience for them, they're never going to want to do it again. I was just thinking with our AI discussion, this is going to go out, and all the AI is going to comb everywhere looking for people who want to go travel somewhere. Yeah. You're about to get bombarded. If AI, the really, AI. If, if AI really cared about three bald guys, we would all have like Rogaine already shipped to our house. That's We'd be having point. like hair products That's to actually get us a fair there. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, AI ain't touching us for a while anyway. That's how we get bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Double our four listeners. Right. Father Jarrett, what is growth opportunity? Something you read or experienced or watched recently? All right. Well, I might break the rules on this, but uh, I've not actually read this, but I'm going to recommend it because uh, it's coming up. It's uh, Yeah, it's actually a book released recently by Matthew Kelly called Beautiful Eucharist. It's a story of conversions that have taken place. Different individuals, different stories of conversion taking place specifically in the context of Eucharist and Eucharistic adoration and some context of, of Jesus and his presence in the Eucharist. And I think particularly important in this year of Eucharistic revival. Uh, and so I think of my, I'm actually going off of my dad's um, review. So he, I was just talking to him on the phone about it on the way down here. And he, uh, he kind of spoke very highly of it, wanted to send me a copy. And I think I have one because they usually send one out to every parish in the, in the country. Um, but yeah, so I recommend uh, Beautiful Eucharist uh, by Matthew Kelly to anybody. It's pretty safe to go off your dad's recommendation. Yeah, I it's probably so. a safer recommendation than mine, probably. Yeah. So, All right, uh, Bill, what about you? What's something? I, it's going to be something you read. Actually, you read? I'm changing it up. I oh. It's not something I read. It's something I experienced. Um, so when we went to a Word of Life conference earlier, uh, we were in Denver, and we had an extra afternoon to do something. Is that where you met the high bishop? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> oh, this is never going to end. Sorry. Uh, so we decided to go to the Denver Art Museum, which is totally out of my normal sort of thing. But I'd never actually been to like a really good art museum, and I thought, you know what, we got an afternoon, let's go do it. Um, it was really, really cool. I saw my first like uh, Rembrandt, oh, my first nice. uh, Van Gogh, my first uh, Monet, which is like a four point two million dollar painting. Um, so I saw all of those, but what's really cool is tucked away in there 
is a really neat 1300 to 1400 section, um, which is a whole bunch of icons and just some really, really beautiful like Peter and Paul stuff and Mary. And uh, so it was really amazing. Um, but uh, just, you know, there's something about art. Obviously, it speaks to the soul and it, it made me do a lot of thinking that I wasn't expecting. And, and it was just a really enjoyable experience for me. And so, uh, that was kind of cool and made me want to bring my kids there so that they can experience it. And, and so had a great experience. That's cool. It, Bill, I would agree with you. Like I'm not like an art person and I went to the, I don't know if it's called the national gallery or whatever in London when I was there and, uh, took that basketball team and they wanted to go, they went through a lot quicker, but I found myself probably just like that. Like thinking it was, Oh, I'm not into art. Like, and then you see a Van Gogh or a Rembrandt and you see all these paintings of, um, you know, religious, um, are all over the, like you just stare and sit and think. And like, that's why yeah. there's benches in front of them. Like, I'm yeah. like, I could just sit here forever. Yeah. So I'm the same way. Like, uh, I, even museums too, like people say, I'm just not like motivated by the idea of going to a museum necessarily, but I've never been to one and been like, wow, that was just a waste of time. I could typically almost, almost every time I've gone and uh, it like we had a salt mine. We visited a salt mine museum uh, in Poland, and I, I was like not really motivated or excited. And it it was insanely cool, really cool. So just that reality. It's like you know where you're taking your kids next summer. Then there right? you go. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. All right. Uh, question five. Uh, questions from an audience. Oh, here we go. We got another one. Wonder if uh, remember you guys can call in, right? Or we can't. Sorry, but. For our listeners, they can go on to uh, Slana Diocese page, and then you click record. It's almost like a like an answering machine type thing. I guess some listeners might not even, might not even know what an answering machine is, but <laughs> push the button, and then you speak it to your computer. Yes. So excellent. All right, Matei, you got one for us. Yes. Hello. Thank you for calling the Three Bald Guys voicemail. Please record your question or message. Jeff, Bill and Father Jared are excited to answer your questions about the Catholic faith, life and everything in between. At the tone, please record your message. Hello, three bald guys. This is Mrs. Mary's second grade from Sacred Heart Colby. We have a question for you. All right. What was that question? Did one of you guys get that? Who is your favorite apostle and why? Yeah, I'll start on this one. Just so, it, so somebody doesn't take it. Uh, I got to go with Simon Peter. Uh, so obviously that's probably your the classic top answer. But uh, I love Simon Peter because he is like the greatest image of just constantly messing up and then and kind of making a return and Jesus praises him in one breath and then the next breath calls him Satan. Um, and so he's kind of a good model to me that in the, in the sense of we can fail, we can struggle, but that, that if we continue to walk the path and stay close to Christ, that he will bring us the victory. Um, and obviously we know he's got an ST in front of his name. So that victory has been won um, through Jesus Christ by him as a saint in heaven, ultimately dying a martyr's death uh, upside down on the cross. So got to go with St. Peter. 
Yeah, the Skidgy went first because that's who I would have picked too. Yeah, uh, I got to jump. I had to jump on. You had to jump quick. on that. Um, so then it's really hard to think uh, after that. Um, I think there's something about Thomas that it always kind of jumps out to me. Like he's the one guy that is like prove it to me and and has that doubting side, which I was told Thomas means twin, and so we're actually supposed to put ourselves in that place a little bit some. Um, and we want it proved to us, which does have a lot to do with our faith. Like, yeah, we trust you, God, but prove to us that you're real or prove to us that we can trust you. Um, so I think uh, if I can't go with with Peter, I would go with Thomas. I was going to say cool. you named your kid after him. so Yeah, yeah that's right. except I named him after St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, wow. But now I think it's more St. Thomas more. But then so. Andrew, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the way uh, just... just the Chosen series. So Andrew is one that I kind of want to say, just that, because that, that's what I want to say. Because that's when I watch the Chosen. He's the one that I always yeah. like gravitate towards. Hmm. Why? I, I like the way they portray him. I don't know. <laughs> oh well, duh. No, like I just think like the the Fishers of Men, and if that's what we're yeah. we're called that's to do, yeah. yeah. What's ironic is I can't stand fishing because I'm not patient enough, and I probably need to learn that. Whether it's I don't. Bill, I was talking to you the other day about, about gardening and fishing. Two things, if we all did it, we would understand the Bible a whole lot more probably. Mm. Like, because they both, they take patience and time and you have to tend to it. Um, yeah. Nice. So. I like Andrew too, just uh, because that's how we're supposed to be. Again, it's the Chosen's representation of this, but Andrew was the one that like is yelling like, Peter, look, I told you, there he is right there. You know, and he's like already sold out and he's telling others he'd already told a whole lot of people about this already. And just, I mean, that's kind of the evangelizer we're supposed to be. Yeah, you already picked Thomas. You can't. I know. I know. But I I would also say, like, there's something about, like, Matthew being a tax collector. He was doing something. People didn't like him. They don't, they didn't like going to the person they had to pay their taxes to. You know, when he's working for the Romans, but he's got this, I don't know, this compassionate way to, even though he had a, he had a good paying job working with the Romans. And he's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not fit for this. I'm I'm supposed to be doing something else. Do you have a math? You have a mathematic mind, like, <laughs> like math. no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. But like that idea that I don't maybe what I was doing before and you know with my other job with schools wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, and it was I don't know. Yeah, you you got to think like it's easy for Peter because he's about to be in trouble because he can't make enough money or he's not you know succeeding as a fisherman where the life was tough. It's easier for him to follow. But Matthew had everything in the world. You know, he had power, he had prestige, he had, you know, money. He, you could make a case that he walked away far more from far more than the others did. Yeah. But gained way more than he ever had. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Good so question. So I guess our favorite is all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good question, Sacred Heart. It is one of those in Colby. Colby, yeah. 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 Hey, class. school's starting up, so it would be good if classes start doing that again. I know we've heard some from Colby, and we heard a number from Oakley. Um, we need some from our religious ed classrooms, too. Get yeah, some we of those. do. Yeah, that yeah. would be good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Topic number six, mystery envelope question. It's All right, mystery envelope question is, if you could eliminate one word from the English language, what would it be? 
Mm. One word from the English. These always are tough because uh, we're all we're all like thinking about them for the first time, and nobody wants to necessarily yeah. jump. <laughs> but in. there's like there's uh, slang words that drive me nuts, but those pass with the time. You know, like it used yeah. to be like people would be like, "That's so ratchet." Like that's a stupid word. Like that, but but like that's gone or like it is gone, isn't it? Is I can it? say yeah. I've never heard ratchet. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Older, like a 2018 one. thing. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Those are things that just come and just go. pass. Yeah. You know? I would get yeah. rid of a swear word like the F word. I don't like that one at all. I don't yeah. like any of them, but that one I think is the worst and it's used as like a filler in that's too true. many conversations. I think yeah. that's a that's a one that could go away. Yeah. What all swear words? Why did someone be like, we need some words that are really gonna just be angry and bad? Yeah, I think that's probably existed since language has existed, just yeah. as a, a the reality of expressing a feeling, yeah. Emotion, yeah, that sadly, as fallen human beings, we tend towards things that are offens- that will offend as well, so. Bill, you're thinking harder. I mean, you wrote these questions. You just don't, you don't <laughs> realize that. They were so long envelope. ago, I don't remember them. I, I think the one that jumps to me today would be like, hate. Like, hmm. so if people couldn't say, I hate you, I hate this, I hate whatever, like, if if you could eliminate a word, I think that's oh man, that's a really good one. One that jumps out at me. I struggle to come up with one word. Like phrases are more like what I think about as far as word uh, phrases that just drive me nuts. Uh, What's like, a phrase? You do you. I yeah. hate that phrase. Oh, that absolutely sends that me phrase. from zero. That just means like do whatever you want to do. Exactly. Right? You do you. You do you. Bro. Oh, I hate that so bad. Bruh, bruh. That's what I just use hate might be. in my bruh. description. Yeah, I hate that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one does have the ability to send me from zero to a thousand, like on the anger yeah. chart, like boom. I will say, man, there's when there's a twelve year old sitting across from you in a principal's office, and he looks, he says, "Mr. Andrews, I hate you." Like, and I'm like, "No, you don't. <laughs> you might not. You might not like you don't me even right. Know me. Yeah, you might not like me right now, but uh, yeah, I guarantee you don't hate me. Oh yeah, I do. Dang I it. think, and that's partially my mother always imparted that into us like you don't say hate because you can't mm-hmm. take it back and you can't unsay it so i yeah. think that i mean that's a particular thing that always sticks in your head a little bit yeah i always say severely dislike <laughs> severely dislike <laughs> here's another word i think i'd like to get rid of like um, asparagus just <laughs> ever that's like the best <laughs> word in the kidding. world are you an asparagus fan oh i love asparagus i like and i hated it as a kid i like it wrapped in bacon <laughs> and, and you take yeah. off the asparagus yeah. and you see the bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. No, oh, I think hate's yeah. a good one. I think we might agree on hate, and you do you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, here we go. Calling all prayer warriors. It's time to rally the prayer warriors. What are some things that you guys see that need prayers across our diocese or this country or this world we're living in? Um Bill, we're going to start with you. So I I don't have it in front of me, but I read the uh, Levin today. There was an article in there, which is the register for the Kansas City, the Archdiocese of Kansas City. And uh, there was an article in there that said uh, in the last couple of years, the number of abortions in Kansas had jumped and and all the categories uh, had gone up. And so uh, just kind of disheartening and sad for me to read that today. Really well done article. And not only did it just give those stats, but then it talked about how you can help, which was really good because it talked about, you know, prayers, offering up sacrifices, and then also educating people and, um, you know, helping with uh, adoption agencies and giving to those that that 
you know, educate and do those things. So it was a great article all the way around. Minus the fact the statistics are just kind of saddening. And it wasn't just jumped a little bit. It was like 7,000 to 11,000 in like a two-year span. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, calling on the prayer warriors to uh, protect the unborn. And then also, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in the verge, in the middle, are contemplating an abortion. And so, you know, sending grace is their direction, saying, hey, choose life, uh, trust God, he'll take care of you. Um, so I think that's who we, I'd like prayers for. So, All right, mine's going to be on a Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. So it's a program that got started in Salina and Hayes. are going to take it on this year, and maybe we'll see where it grows throughout the diocese later. But a uh, great thing for kids about, you know, can go three-year-olds up to like 11 and 12-year-olds. Right now we're starting at that those younger ages. But, um, you know, from what we hear, it's, it's a program that can help possibly grow and foster some vocations out of it. It really helps the children understand Mass and the Gospel. So um, prayers with those leaders that are helping with Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Um, they've got to build atriums. There's a lot of work to be done, a lot of training. I think probably oh, 40 hours worth of training that we have some leaders and teachers that did over this summer. So uh, keep Catechesis of the Good Shepherd in your prayers. Father Jarrett? Yeah, I suppose influenced by uh, our seminarian Luke Fries with us in Beloit is... Uh, just continuing to keep that as a prayer uh, intention for our young our young men, especially of the Salina Diocese, who are discerning their vocation. I know I've brought it up before, but I think it's something that we always need to come back to and continually, daily, be praying on our on our prayer list is praying for those young men, but also uh, young men to answer the call. I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's a priority on my mind as far as uh, if I ever imagined if I ever imagined not having you know seven, 12, whatever parishes in the future is that there's constantly young men uh, answering God's call and saying yes to his invitation to priesthood. So, All right, and with that, uh, Father Jarrett, can you please close us with a prayer? Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving God, we rejoice in you at the beginning of this school year. We pray that you would guard and guide all of our schools, all of our teachers, all of our parents, families, and students, um, that you would continue to mold them and shape them, that you might lift and take all of these intentions that we place before you, that you might answer them in accordance with your will through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Three Bald Guys. Please like, share, subscribe. 